Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to discovering delectable dining? Find something that sizzles. A time-tested favorite. A feast for your eyes and palate. And a dining experience handled with care. In Vicksburg, the key to the South. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Sunday evening. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there. Our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville over in uh, in Tuscaloosa. Or at Brupolo over in uh, in Tupelo. Be a little weird. Right? Hold on now. That wasn't what was supposed to happen. What happened? I, I, I So what I do now to get like our, our, our places we're going to talk about is I think of a county, right? So mm-hmm. Whatever county pops in my head. Go to Google Maps and I sort of zoom in and find a small town, right? Well, I went to Lee County and it gave me Lee County, Florida. Oh, nobody wants that. But that being said, Robbie, it'd be a little weird if Brupolo was in Jug Fork. Jeez, I thought you were going to go with uh, what's another what's, a, what's another small little community in in Lee County? Well, actually, Jug Fork's um, in Union, but I just saw this and I was like, I can't pass that up. Yeah, I've never heard of that in my life. Uh, we could have gone with uh, Eggville. Is um, Guntown? Guntown is in is in Lee County, yeah. I've always thought that was a cool name. Yeah, yeah. Planners and also in North Mississippi, also in North Mississippi, there is a Jumper Town. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. We've done Jumper uh, Town before. I know that. Th- there's some really cool towns up there, which kind of plays into my um, thought process that, like, extreme North Mississippi, which I call mm-hmm. like above Startville, yeah, like Tupelo and above. Yeah, is is like Indiana, like it's like <laughs> it's like basketball. You know, like all those little towns, like the the fake towns or whatever, the fake communities and Hoosiers, mm-hmm. Hickory and all that. You have a Hickory Flat. You have a Ingemore. Like it just it just feels like a a, a Hoosiers type environment there. That kind of yeah. goes into the the Jumper Town. Yeah, the Hickory Flat kind of plays yeah. into my. Uh, well, we went my with Jump Fork tonight. Jug, Jug Fort works for me as well, right. but that that would definitely be a little weird. Wherever you are in our fantastic state, please consider getting some coffee that you need. It's just very simple. You just got to go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it, and they'll ship it right to your door. Every morning you can wake up with the great taste of Strange Brew Coffee. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. Whatever it is you're looking for. It doesn't have to just be for clothes either. It's all sorts of stuff for your car, for your house, for your tailgate, whatever it is. 
If it's Mississippi State, they've got it at College Corner. Check out their two locations in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Floyd by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler is Starkville's flagship restaurant. You know, some people have corrupted the word flagship, not not Restaurant Tyler. They, they, they mean what they say. It's the best restaurant in town. If you're looking for the best lunch, the meat and two, the blue plate, they got you covered. If you want to get some great, fine white tablecloth dining on a on a on a night with you know with somebody you care about, they got you covered. And if you want to hit them up after church for the best brunch in town, once again, it's just not a problem. It's all under one roof, right there on the corner of Maine and Washington at Restaurant Tyler. Priority One Bank, 16 locations to serve you throughout central Mississippi. If you haven't already, if you're a Priority One Bank customer, check out their app. It's a lot more than just moving money around on that app. It's streamlined, and everything you can do at a Priority One Bank branch, you can do it on the app. Check them out at PriorityOneBank.com and find the location nearest to you to become a customer today. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. One quick story, and then we'll get into the crap. I can make you laugh here, Robbie, and this will be the last laugh of the show, probably. Uh, so we went to uh, to football practice. I went I went out there Sunday to talk to our or Saturday to talk to Arnett, right? So practice ends, and obviously there's recruits there. So Arnett, he's taking his time. He's talking to the recruits. You know, no 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 issue from any of us. It's it's just me, Paul, and Mike Nemeth. We're just sitting there waiting on him, and he finally gets over, and he's like, "Hey guys, sorry I was taking so long, but uh, you know." I don't think you guys can uh, can score any touchdowns for us. That's uh, true. I, I just look at him. I was like, you don't know that for a fact. And he looks at me. He goes, you know, I mean, sometimes I do like to judge a book by its cover. Oh. <laughs> just zinged you right he got there. Me, man. He got me. I couldn't help but laugh. It's, uh, that was fun. Great interview with, uh, with Coach Arnett. Uh, it's available at 24-7. Uh, Paul and I had some some questions for him there. Uh, if you he's fun. He's fun off the like his, when he gets off the practice field. He's really. Well, I'm fun. just telling you right now, Robbie. His personality, from defensive coordinator to head coach, he has changed. He's become more personable, more of a face of the program kind of guy. Whereas when he was the defensive coordinator, he had to be sort of like this gruff exterior. Mm-hmm. Now he's just joking and and palling around. It's it's really kind of fun to watch. But that said, you know, I I I I'm not saying that I was watching practice, but we were down there. And I mean, the intensity is still there. So w- between the whistles, that guy is still all all go, no quit. But afterwards, he's a little bit more, you know, he's a little he's a little nicer. I guess. Yeah, he said he said some words that I've never heard before that first practice. I bet he said some things. I was like, what did he, what what was that? Yeah, I bet some Mississippi State baseball fans said some words that Oof. have never been heard before over the past few weeks. It's time, y'all. It's time to have the talk. I don't. I don't see any any way around this at this point. Um, I know that in 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 2018 this team was was not good at this point in the season. I know that. Um, and they were going through a a time you know with Canizero and everything that had happened there, and they found a way to pull it out there at the end. And I, I, I get that. And I you know I, I I took a lot of heat because I said something like you know this could be end up being the worst team in in MSU history. At that point, and they turned it around. They ended up going over. So, this is baseball. Anything could happen. I say all that to say, never mind MSU history, Robbie. This team is trending towards being one of the worst in SEC history. They 
cannot do anything right, and the things that they do badly, they do worse than anyone. I've never seen a team as bad as for Mississippi State or almost anything in college baseball that can't pitch worse than this team does. And I said this on, I, I sort of made a comment about this on Sports Talk Mississippi, but I'm going to say it again. You could have switched Mississippi State and Alcorn State this weekend. And the scores would not have been that different. Vanderbilt wouldn't beat Alcorn much different than they beat Mississippi State this weekend. 26-3, to which is just an incredible score. Two grand slams by one guy in one game. Uh, 18 to 5. And then, you know, 11 to 7 seems competitive by, by, by comparison. But in reality, I mean, it was never really close. I, I've covered a lot of press conferences through the years, you know, covered a lot of games after losses. I've seen angry coaches after losses, confused coaches after losses. But one thing is always for sure when I've gone to those press conferences, 99% of the time, I've just I've looked at the losing coach and I've thought there were mistakes that you made in this game that cost you this game. And you probably could have avoided those mistakes, but you didn't. I've never felt sorry for the coach until Saturday. And I'm just sitting here trying to tell you that when I tell you that Lamonis, he had no answers, and, and, and I don't know where he's going to get them from. But he had no answers, not not just for our questions. I mean, he 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 looked like a man who's who's looking around, going, "What the hell happened?" Like he'd just been in a car wreck. Total confusion. I don't see a pleasant end to this for anybody on this staff when we get to the end of May, unless a miracle happens, and it's going to have to be a legitimate miracle. We will be seeing a new regime in charge at Mississippi State for the twenty twenty four baseball season. And if that happens, this is unprecedented. This is a this this doesn't happen. It doesn't happen in a lot of sports, but we have seen it happen. I mean, we saw Auburn and um, LSU come off of national championships, and you know, two years later, their mm-hmm. coaches are out. We've seen that happen, but in baseball, this is I don't know if it's ever happened. Right. At least from a, a coach that didn't have scandal. Right. You know, there might be a guy that won a national championship and a couple of years later, you know, he he got fired for something that had nothing to do with with his coaching. This doesn't happen. And the the fact that this team is this bad at this point is um unfathomable. It, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't um I I, I can't tell you what the problem is. I mean, you could say it's coaching. I, I, I guess that could be the problem. Uh, but I, I think there's a lot of things that are uh, at fault here, I think, which in, in, in I'm not taking any heat off Chris Amonis. It does fall on coaching. It does fall on evaluations. We, we, we discussed that evaluations on players. Um, you know, some of the players just are not panning out development. These guys are not developing. And another point that I that I want to make, um, because I still believe that Chris Lamonis is a good coach. Um, I, I think he knows the game. I think under certain circumstances, he is he could be an elite coach for the college game, for 
the roster the Mississippi State has, it feels like the personality fit couldn't be worse. And and let me explain that. When Chris Lamonis got here, he took over a program that had bonafide alpha males that had leadership ability that you can't teach. Um, I think that Chris Lamonis' personality lines is in line to a minor league manager, a major league manager, in that he knows where to place guys. He can put people at uh, different spots, and he pushed a lot of great buttons whenever he had Mississippi State rolling in 2019-2021. But it seems to me he is too even kill. And I never thought that I would that that would be you know a detriment, but he is a coach that literally every every game is you don't get too high, you don't get get too low, and I think that's hurting Mississippi State at this point. I think they need somebody to get in their rear end. I think they need somebody to to kick him in the butt. I mean, I'm just going to be blunt about that, and that's not his personality. He's not a scream at the players, yell at the players kind of guy. That's John Cohen. John Cohen could do that, and maybe John Cohen could could uh, could get in in this locker room and turn some things around. Chris Simonis didn't have to do that when he first got to Mississippi State. He had Jake Mangum, he had Elijah <clears throat> McNamee, he had Tanner Allen, he had Landon Sims, he had guys that that would take care of business themselves. I don't see anybody on this team, um, and you know, I do think guys like. Bryce Chance has a little bit of that personality. You know, I'm just going to go out there and, and try to do everything I can at this point. But the rest of these guys, I'm, I'm looking out there and I'm seeing a team that's that's a little dejected right now. And that's completely normal. But the problem with that is there's no one in there that I think is lighting a fire under people to get this thing turned around. I think that's an issue. And I think um, it starts with Chris Lamonis. And he right now he is completely – battered i mean you, you can see it in his face you yeah. can hear it in how he answers he's always been even keel he's always been you know things have just kind of fluctuated um good and bad in baseball and he kind of takes it as it comes and is not a guy that gets um you know overly excited or overly upset based on the results from games i think what mississippi state needs right now is somebody to get upset they need somebody to get pissed off and nobody's doing it. They're striking out. They're dragging their bat back to the dugout. You got pitchers who who just cannot get back in the game um, after they give up a big a big run or they walk. Three somebody pitchers home. this weekend didn't get an out. Yeah, just that's an incredible just, stat. It, it's just it's broken from top to bottom, and I don't. I, I've always been one of those guys. You know, I'm. I get more emotional about baseball than Chris Lamonis, but I understand how baseball works, and I understand that you go through these weekends and these weeks where you know you're just not playing well, and it is what it is. But this is a structural problem for Mississippi State from top to bottom that I feel comfortable and confident saying will not get fixed with this current with this current situation with this current year. Yeah. It's not going to be fixed. Right. They, they are not going to turn away. They're not turning around. The players. Pitching. Yeah. This pitching at this point is it, it is what it is. It's not going to get significantly better from where it is right now. We've seen enough. It's there's a there's a problem with what Scott Foxhall is is teaching right now. Um I've talked to enough people around the program, enough people that have been in this program under Scott Foxhall. 
and they are concerned about how things are being done there. And uh, whatever he's doing is not working. Um, the players are not progressing. They're not developing. And it's trickling down to everybody. The offense is not able to to come out and hit the way that they want to hit and have their their approach because they're getting down in ball games early in the game. And it changes their approach from top to bottom. Defense plays um, lackadaisical, out of position at times. Um, they're kind of in their own head right now. I mean, infield in defense has just been a disaster. This team is just bad from top to bottom. And uh, I just – I do not think it's going to get fixed this year. Well, I mean, it's just tough in college sports, obviously, you know, because you can't make trades. You can't send guys down and bring guys up. I mean, it, it just it, you, once the season starts, your roster is what it is. Yeah. And, you know, baseball isn't a sport where, you know, I'm going to give a, a, a example here. That is, it's not really a good one, but it's the only one I have, and it, it involves me playing high school football. Uh, my junior year of high school football, our coach in the offseason decided we were going to switch from a power eye offense to like this option style, like four receivers. It was a really odd offensive system, but he came up with it and he's like, we're going to try this. And we were one and two after our first two get three games and we just weren't moving the football. And I just remember after we lost the, the, the second game, we were, at, we were at midfield, coach comes and gets us and he's like, and he literally looks at it and he goes, F this. We're going back to the power eye, and we did, and we won games going forward. You can't really do that in baseball, right? It's 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 just pitching and hitting. It's not there's no there's no offensive scheme to it. You mentioned the the pitching, and you're, you're there is obviously some sort of disconnect between what they are. You know, I hate using the word approach, but what they're telling, how they're telling them to attack the hitters, versus what the pitchers are capable of doing. I, it's just that's just that's just not up for debate because I look at the numbers, right? I mean, and then you also mentioned something else about how you know Lamonis under his first couple years just had like this magic touch. It just seemed every time he put a pinch hitter in, they got a hit. Every time he he called for the shift, somebody would hit into it. Every time he brought a reliever in, that guy got a big strikeout. It just worked. And now he, that magic has gotten away from him. And obviously the, the talent level has gone down. But And I look at Saturday's game. You know, Landon Gartman has been an effective starter this year for State through four or five innings, right? But he has shown you that once he gets to the fifth inning, that's when the, the wheels start to come off for him. It's 3-1 in, going into the sixth when they, they decide to let Gartman have another another go. And what happens? Now it's 5-1. And it's it's just like... Two years ago, Chris, Chris Limonis says, let's make a change here. And it happens, and, and then the, receiver, the reliever comes in and gets you a scoreless inning, and then next thing you know, because you remember State gets a couple runs back, and you're like, okay, now you're in the game. And that just it just didn't happen. Now, maybe part of that is because they just don't have any faith in anybody out in that bullpen. You know, Sixth inning is the only one you would want to bring in Nate Dome, and they obviously wanted to hold him for Sunday. There's just no answers. And, it, and, no and they don't got hit hard. Like, yeah. just when you think, like, you have, you know, you have some guys that can actually, that's actually going to get done, that doesn't even work. And that's, and, you know, Nate Dome has been fantastic this year. And he came in, and for the most part, he pounded the strikes on the day. They just squared it up and hit it. But it's just nothing works. Doesn't matter who they throw out there. You know, somebody might look good 
on this day and then you put them back you put them out there the next day and they get shelled it's just like what like what what can you do i i, I don't know you know i i was really i really felt like if they could get everybody healthy they could get some um some depth with their pitching staff they could get a rotation uh, solidified i really felt like they could turn the corner i i have no faith anymore yeah i have no faith this this weekend was an absolute embarrassment. Everybody that follows Mississippi State baseball should be embarrassed. And if you're one of these people that are like, well, you're just being negative. We need to support. Yes, you do need to support these people, but you have to demand more out of your program. If you want to be an elite program nationally, you, you say that this is the best fan base in college baseball. This is the best base, one of the best baseball programs in the country. If you want that, demand more from it. Don't expect to go nine and twenty-three in the league and then follow up the next year and you're zero and six. Mississippi State can make history next week and have the worst start in the history of the program. They completely missed the boat on capitalizing on winning the teams and the school's first national championship. You have a national championship. You have an opportunity here to become a top five program nationally solidify yourself in that spot by capitalizing on a national title. And you've completely wet the bed. You completely blew it. And if you're a fan out there that says, well, we just need to be more positive. You got to get out of that. You're you can, you can either say that you want to be an elite program or that everybody needs to be positive. You can't do both. So if, if you're a person that, feels like this program is one of the best in the country, then you better demand something differently than what we're seeing right now because what's on the field right now for Mississippi State is embarrassing. It's, it's flat-out embarrassing. This program should never be in this position ever. With the fans, with the money they spend on it, that nobody spends uh, – well, I, I won't say nobody. Most – there's only like a handful of teams that spend the money Mississippi State does in baseball. And if you're going to lose revenue, which we believe they do in baseball, uh, and take away from some of your major, other major sports that everybody else is spending money in, you better be really good at it. Putting a product out there that's going to have probably back-to-back losing seasons, that's not what you want to be spending your money on. Yeah. So um, demand more. You have to demand more out of your baseball program if you consider yourself one of the elites. Your friend College Baseball Press is now MSU Hot Takes, by the way. He uh, he had to change his account. Isn't it funny how that happens? Yeah. And and, and wanted he wants buy he wants not he wants to be non biased, but was upset when I released completely objective stats. Yeah. Uh, some of these people have just uh, some of you folks have got to get a grip. You've got to 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 figure out what it is you want in life mm-hmm. and go in that direction. But if you're, and if you're upset about something, I say, unfollow me. Why, why do these people put themselves through this misery? Pe- people will say you're the worst account. Follow it. You do not have to follow me. No one is holding a gun to your head. It's just, you know, people are frustrated and, you know, what can you do? People are people are going to lash out, and they're, they're going to lash out at the people who you know bring them the information. I understand it's it, it whatever it doesn't. I'm going to get just, it from both sides too. Like we true. get the 
like this is the spineless media. They want to ask yeah. these tough questions, and then we're too negative. I thought the questions, you know, I, I didn't go Sunday. Uh, Saturday when I went, you know, I thought the questions were were hard. I mean, I basically asked him, I was like, are you worried about where you're, you know, never mind your team, Do you are you worried about where your program is? And he was like, yeah, I am. You know, I mean, that's kind of says it all. Um, I mean, a couple of questions he was asked, he just straight up was like, Lamontis was like, I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's said end. that a lot. That, that's very concerning. That's very concerning. So very concerning. Let's, 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 let's take a second here. Let's do the, the ad break, and then we'll come back, because this, this is the only topic we have today, but it's it's worth talking about. Um, and that's brought to you by our friends over the Mississippi Beef Council, who would have been very pleased with me on a Sunday. Grilled up some ribeyes. Mine was it was still mooing when I got done with it, but not for long. Uh, delicious. And, I mean, that's that's what you get when you go to the grocery store and you buy Mississippi beef. You know that you're getting an outstanding product that's going to taste good on the grill or in the pan or wherever it is you want to put it. So if you're cooking out next weekend, I suggest beef, steaks, burgers, tri-tip. I may need, need to do a new. I haven't done a tri-tip in a couple of weeks. And by the way, as I always like to point out, when it comes to tri-tip, I knew about it before anybody else did. That's right. Nobody, nobody else had to clue me in. Under the I fixed uh, I fixed two ribeyes myself there you on, go. Uh, on Saturday night, and they were outstanding. Cooked them on uh, some charcoal with a little piece of cherry wood in there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just fantastic. I'm a, I, I'm a t- I hadn't cooked a steak in a few weeks, and that was just – it was so good. Treat yourself. I must tell you all right now, if you follow the Malcolm Reed method of cooking a steak, it will be perfectly medium rare every time. It's, just, it's, it's super simple. What's his method? Get the grill good and hot. And I, I do the hot zone, cold zone, so in case I do have a flare-up, I can move it, right? Yeah. So get the grill good and hot, right? Season your steak, however you want to season it. Two minutes, turn. Two minutes, flip. Two minutes, turn. Two minutes, flip. I'm sorry, after the last two minutes, you're done. Eight minutes total. Medium rare every time. Is it charred a little bit on the outside if it's yeah. real hot? Yeah. Like how how hot are we talking? Like what temperature? My grill was was between four fifty and five hundred. Yeah, that was real hot. Real hot. But I mean, mine was low. Burning. Mine was low temp. Mine was a little low temp. The, the charcoals were burning out a little bit, so I had to cook it a little longer. Mm-hmm. But it was still perfectly medium. I I just didn't char it. It's, it's not a lot of char. It's just 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 enough just to give you a little crispy. But it's good. It's good. Had that. I made some twice baked. I made some uh, Brussels sprouts with spicy chimichurri. Mm. That's good eating. And a little. A little uh, I'll give him a plug here on the show. A little polk sausage as well. So good eating on in the Haydad household. Beef polk though, sausage. It's what's for dinner. I I love polk sausage. Polk uh, sausage. Two brothers smoked meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Well, we had a great question this week from one of our listeners who went to Two Brothers before the game. He's like, if it was your last meal at Two Brothers, what were you going to get? And I was just like, I put all this food out there, and Robbie's like, I don't know if I can eat all that. It's like it's my last meal. I'm hey, you, you, you almost eat that anyway. The, the only thing that you usually leave out is the sandwich. I do like that prime rib sandwich, though. It's so good. It's, yes. we, I, I was looking around town. There's like three or four prime rib sandwiches. We need to have a prime rib sandwich uh, taste off, but I guarantee Two Brothers is going to win. Oh, there's no doubt. I'm just saying. So head over to Two Brothers any week. This weekend, if you're going to be back in Starkville, enjoy You know, You might as well enjoy something. Enjoy two brothers' smoked meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Great products, great service. Every business promises it to you. Advantage Business Systems, they deliver it to you, and they have done it for over 48 years. If you need technology for your business, call Advantage Business Systems. 
And if you need service on those products, it's just a phone call away. And you're talking to the same guy who made you the sale. You're not talking to somebody overseas in a call center who's never talked to you before. You're not talking to some out-of-state consultant you got to make an appointment with, and they, maybe they can be there in a week, 10 days. You're talking to somebody here in the state of Mississippi who wants to help you because they have a relationship with you. They make you a neighbor, not a number. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. The Collegiate Collection at the Rogue, they've got what you're looking for. Polos, quarter zips, the things that you want, the logos that you want, the name brands that you want. It's all right there. It's all one-stop shopping. Check out the Rogue's Collegiate Collection at the, at the store in Jackson. Go online to therogue.com and find an incredible quarter zip or polo that will make you look incredible. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. You know, right now we could all use a little sweet treat, a little boost, a little little, little, little kiss of sugar to make us feel better after this weekend of baseball. So why not head over to Dolce this week and grab a gelato? They got a lot of great different flavors and great toppings, everything. You know, make yourself a nice little, little treat. You need it. You want it. You got to have it. So on the weekends, Dolce is a great stop for breakfast. Grab coffee, bagel, fantastic. But those sweet treats in the gelato cabinet, that's what you want. Make yourself feel a little bit better. Enjoy yourself at 509 University Drive, where Starkville satisfies its sweet tooth at Dolce. All right. I mean, get out of ad mode and back into to this. And that's your next, you know, you look at the the schedule remaining. This is this is how it, it, it goes. You know, you've got South Carolina this weekend. They just swept a Missouri team that swept uh, Tennessee the week before. They're twenty, I believe, twenty three and one on the uh, on the season as we speak. They're playing incredibly good. They lost one game. I believe that is correct. Let me let me double check. Let me double check. Good thing I got it right up here. Baseball. Where you at? There we go. Schedule. They are twenty three and two. Robbie, I'm sorry. They've lost. Them and Kentucky have lost five games combined. They lost to Clemson at Clemson, and they lost. Uh, where else did they lose? They lost to Charlotte uh, on this last past week in the midweek. They also, if I am correct, and let me let me double check this. I'm pretty sure they lead the uh, the SEC in home runs. And a week where Mississippi State gave up, I think, eleven home runs this weekend. That's, that's it's not a good thing, right? The week after that, you travel to Alabama, and Alabama's definitely had its ups and downs, and you would you feel like maybe those are going to be winnable games, but Alabama is going to be thirsty for a win. You, you definitely feel that. Then you have Super Bulldog, and I saw a great tweet this weekend, Robbie, that said the state made a deal with the devil that said we want to win a national title. Ole Miss made a deal with the devil that said we want to be like state. And so here you are. <laughs> I thought that was great. I think I think our guy Brian CTP said that one. Um, I mean, there's a legit chance because when you look at Ole Miss's uh, schedule, they're sort of the opposite of Mississippi State in that their tough series are uh, in the front, the front of the schedule. They were very front-loaded, and then it got a little easier on the way back. State, obviously, is on the way there. Ole Miss is at Texas A&M this week. That's a 1-5 A&M squad. They're going to be desperate to win. And then they play Arkansas at home before they come to Mississippi State. There is a legitimate chance 
that the winner of the Friday night game between State and Ole Miss is getting its first SEC win. Oh, God. Which is just incredible to think about. Well, and, and I mean, here's the deal about Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. They that national championship hid their issues. Well, they were because they a, they were not good last year. State the the state team that won the national title was a good team. Yeah, and they got hot at the right time and won. The Ole Miss team got hot at the right time. Can't ever take that away from them. They won a national title, but they struggled all season long. And honestly, a, another if one game had gone the other way. If State I mean, had they won, lived, if they won the governor's the cup, they wouldn't have gone into the postseason. Yeah, was that so? State finished next after that. They have they have to go to Auburn, which I mean on the road. Auburn hasn't been great this year, but it's on the road. And then the last four are Tennessee, Arkansas, at oh. LSU. I'm sorry, oh. at Tennessee, Arkansas, at LSU, Texas A&M. I mean, there you got a legit chance to finish 0 12. This this is a team that legitimately Robbie may only win. I mean, they went nine and 21 last year. I feel like that would be that's going to be a difficult. That's going to be difficult to get to that point. I mean, I'm, I'm legitimately telling you this team may only win five or six. They're going to win some games, right? They're going to have a day where the the bats click and they get 13, 14 runs, and they only give up eight or nine. I mean, this is on pace to be one of the worst seasons you've ever had. Yes, by far, by far. And that's again. I mean, this cannot happen to Mississippi State. This this cannot happen. Um, at this at this stage in the game, you've won a national championship and all that. You, you can't put it, put back to back years up like this and get actually worse than you were last year. It's just mm-hmm. uh it's a disaster. It's a disaster situation uh, for Mississippi State, and it's just it's so exhausting going through this two years in a row. Yeah, I mean the the fan base can't do it. The fan, the fan base cannot do it. I was shocked there was as many people that, as there was on Saturday. I mean, that just shows you how different it is at Mississippi State. It is different, and I think you'll have decent crowds this weekend. You know, it is a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series. Maybe the Thursday crowd won't be great, but Friday, I bet Saturday will be good, assuming the weather's okay. Then after that, you have Super Bulldog, and that'll be a big crowd because it's, it's Super Bulldog and it's Ole Miss. Then after that, I mean, you have back-to-back road series with Auburn and Tennessee, and then you have Arkansas. That Arkansas series, I, I mean, at that point, I think everybody's just broken and they just give up at that point. I think so. I mean, what is LSU's offense going to do to this pitching stuff? It's not. It's not going to be pretty, Robbie. It's just not going to be pretty. I mean, this is the point where I, I and you, you. I thought about this today. I was like, you know, I didn't go to baseball, right? Why spend three hours to watch that when I'm going to talk about it 30 minutes here, and I'll talk about it again on the Friday podcast. And then I'll talk about it a little bit, you know, but I might not spend two hours talking about it. So why spend three hours? You know, if state was good, that three hours is content all week for me. Mm -hmm. But as it is now, like after we talk to Lamonis tomorrow on Sports Talk Mississippi, I probably probably won't talk MSU baseball until we get back to uh, the Friday show when we talk a little, our Thursday show when we're previewing the series a little bit. And that's just that's just where it is, you know. Nobody wants to talk about things, you know. I mean, I'm already thinking like I've already got a couple of ideas for football related content, so we can have some more stuff to talk about because we're not going to want to talk about baseball because it's pointless. It's just you yeah. know we'll preview the series and there's no stories to tell though. I'm not interested. I mean, what what like what and what are we going to learn from the coaches at this point? I mean, right. what what is what is Chris Simonis going to tell us? I mean, we we're we're now going through the motions. Yeah, like we just we can't learn anything from what he has to say at this point. Agreed. 
Agreed. It's just tough, man. It's a tough, tough situation. And it really does feel like we're just counting down the days until we get there uh, at the end of the season. And when you know, Zach Selman is going to have to make a decision. And I, you know, I, 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 right now, I don't see how the decision isn't to let everybody go and find a new staff and, and move forward. And, you know, that's, that's a lot. That's a hard pill to swallow, but it, it just kind of is what it is at this point. We will talk some football tomorrow. We'll talk about the tight end position a little bit. Um, and we'll see what uh, Lamonis, or we'll you know we'll see if anything you know comes of of this weekend. Uh, if we hear anything worth talking about, we'll discuss that. Uh, and then you know we got the rest of the week. Like I said, I got some things I, I'm going to try to put together for football to give us a little more uh, football related content. I think that's the way I think I think that's the way the guy the, the the listeners will want us to go. I could be wrong, but we'll see. Guys, have a great Monday, Robbie. And I'll be back with you on Tuesday for Robbie Falk. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.